Welcome to Making Movies is Hard, a podcast about the everyday struggles of being an independent filmmaker. I am Liz Manischel. And I'm Ulrich Brussel. This week, we are super, super jazzed to welcome production designer Robert Yuda to the show. Um, nice. I don't want to bury the lead. I know that like I have access to a bio about Rob, but I just wanted to mention at the top that Rob is production designing the alternate. But I know that you have many other credits as well on your CV. Rob, can you give us a little bio on yourself? Sure. Uh, as far as uh, being a production designer, I started, uh, I don't know, over about a decade ago doing stuff, small things. Uh, actually, I was a production assistant first. And uh, one day I, uh, my brother called me up and said he had a movie he was working on and asked if I could, uh, you know, they couldn't find an onset dresser and he knew I was into art and movies. So I uh, said, sure. And the movie turned out to be Fruitvale Station. And, um, you know, I, that was a great experience. And from there, I um, kind of sprung into or jumped into uh, production designing. And uh, my first movie I worked on uh, as a production designer was American Wrestler, The Wizard. And it's a movie set in 79, 80 about a wrestler. I've done 11 films then and a number of um, shorts and what have you. Nice. So I, I have a question. So before you did Fruitvale Station, had you already been doing art department stuff or was that sort of like you were still figuring out if you wanted to do art or, or a different department and then that opportunity came and then it was like, okay, art all the time. Well, I actually uh, interned on All About Evil, uh, Peaches Christ, uh, her, her film. Um, so that was like, oh, yeah. it was released in 2010, I think. So before then, so I, I'd worked in the art department and I'd done a lot of um, one-off things, um, you know, like not one-off, but like one or two days by myself or with one other person. So uh, I kind of was teaching myself and then learning from people around me. Um, and then I kind of talked my way into American wrestling. Is it the hardest job? Is production design the hardest job? <laughs> Is it the hardest job? Um I think the hardest job is director, but... Um, that is a lie. We do nothing. Like, I just did, I had to say something. We do nothing. We just, like, say yes to things or no to things. You, there's so much involved in production design. It is pretty hard, I guess. I mean, I'm always thinking about things like color and character and story, and um, there's a lot of layers to it. I'll say that. And then you got, uh, you're working with a lot of art people. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just to illustrate this, the other day, Rob sends me like six different diagrams that he drew of possible layouts for one of the locations in the movie or one of the, our set, basically. <laughs> and I like looked at them and I was like, oh, yeah, they all look good. And he was like, no, you have to pick one. <laughs> There's like different options here, <laughs> you moron. And so I just looked at them the other day and I was like, oh, yeah, look on all the work he did. He did like three different variations of the way that we could lay out Alt-Jake's office. And then it's like, oh, well. I just have to decide which one I like best, but I don't have to draw anything. Right. We have the easier job. <laughs> That's how right. I feel. I mean, we have probably more stress. I don't know. Maybe if it's more stress, it's all stressful, I guess. But uh, I think it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I like to think I'm in there in the trenches with the director and the writer. Um, yeah. Stressing on the story and the characters just with, with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel, feel like the difference, though, is that you stress about things like that. We're, so we're stressing about like making sure we can get the shot we need and making sure that all the things are happening and that like the characters are going to come off right in the in the performances and everything. And then you're like stressing about like, would Jake have this action figure on his shelf or would it be another type of action figure? <laughs> or, you know. Yes, and have constantly having things on hand to be used as, I mean, I don't know, Rob, if you handle props as well, but like constantly having things on hand so that if the actor goes and like uses like a pad of paper on the desk, there's also a pen and then there's also like 15 different options for colors. I'm just extrapolating on my horrible pen and pad idea. Yeah. But like you have to think about every single moment that the character is also thinking of too. That's crazy. It is crazy. Um, luckily, I, I have people who... Um, I make sure that they're aboard with my vision and prop masters and people like that. Not always, but quite often I have people, a, a good, a great crew that, that will be able to just, they know what I'm, what I want. So I don't have to tell them every stress, everything. But on the, on a movie like this, where there's not a, a big crew. Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot like that. A lot. <laughs> right. Well, I asked you first, I was like, could you do this by yourself? And you were like, no. <laughs> no, I, I mean, if I was so. um, younger, more foolish, I would say, yeah, but I'd be wrong. 
I'd be wrong. Right, right. Um, so I want to hear about, and I think this is probably something that a lot of people who who are in the art department, you know, would want to hear is like, how do you go from being an onset dresser to production designing? And you you said that you convinced, you taught your way into that position, but how did you even get in the position to have an interview to be the production designer on a feature film uh, like The Wrestler? Well, I've always tried to put myself in a leadership positions or places where I can have more control, I guess. And um, after I was on set dresser, you know, I was doing a lot of, I, I, I actually art directed on another film of uh, Garden of Eden, I believe is what it was called um, with uh, Eric Roberts. And from that, you know, people just found out about me a little bit and, and they knew I was available. And then um, American Wrestler, basically their production designer dropped out and they couldn't find the person. The person just disappeared a week. I found out, I, I kind of figured out later why, but uh, that's, a, you know, another story. But um, oh. basically, um, somebody who I'd worked with before said, hey, Rob could do this. And they uh, called me up and I'd actually been a wrestler when I was in, in the 80s. So I, I could, I really knew what I was talking about. And I was very familiar with that era, 79, 80, because um, it was important to me pop culturally. And, and I think I was 12. And... Uh, just kind of, you know, just I, I knew what I was talking about. And I, I knew movies so much that I felt that I could I could do it, that I, I knew what the what, what we were looking for here. What you know, what, I knew what a movie was about. I knew what production design, what it served. So I felt confident. So the, the, the little question I had that, that came in here, which I didn't even realize was a thing until recently. But like, what's the difference between a production designer and an art director? Or are they the same thing? I think they can be interchangeable to people. Um, and on, a, on an, an independent film, you're kind of both quite often. But if you have a large enough crew as a production designer, you know, you're the person who designs things and you're kind of watching the overall vision of it. And then you have an art director who can take your vision and then say, OK, you know, and then he'll tell this guy to do this and this guy to build this and this guy to make this. And um, really, I mean, that, that, I think the production designer is more of a, a, a person who has vision and, and what have you in mind, the, those kind of things. And the art director is more of a practical, let's get it done. But like I said, they can be interchangeable. So you're, you're basically both on my movie pretty much, right? Yes, on your movie, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, because it's like, I don't know how many people it'll be, but um, I'm sure it'll be smaller than my usual props team. So it'll be. Yeah, probably. Maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know yet if it'll be smaller, but um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hopeful. So so you basically, you, you stepped into this job um, because someone dropped out last minute. I've actually gotten, some of my biggest jobs have come that way, where either someone needed to be replaced or it, they realized that they didn't hire enough people in the first place. And then they, um, you know, bring me in uh, and, and that sort of... Uh, you know, been how, how I've gotten there. Uh, and, uh, so another question I had was when you did get on the wrestler, was it pretty smooth, like going into your first production design job or like, what, like talk about how you handled it. Cause that's like the first time you're ever doing that job. Like what were some things that you had to encounter and then that you encountered and how you overcame them basically? Well, it was a, um, I, they brought me in seven days before shooting started. Not not seven work days, but seven days. Um, so you know, I had to grab a bunch of people who who could who would be uh, willing to to work at a very low rate, and you know had a lot of passion. So that was my big first challenge was just finding people to work with. But luckily, I you know I'd had a lot of people that uh, I'd PA'd with and and done uh, small things with, and we'd all talked about movies and things and. I was like, you know, this person could do this. This person could do that. So that was a big challenge, was just getting people and putting them in the right places. And then uh, very, 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 very low budget. So I, I had to do a lot of improvising, a lot of reusing resources, uh, sourcing things, using, uh, uh, talking with the producer and finding, you know, uh, resources within the Petaluma area, um, which luck, luckily Petaluma had a lot of stuff from that era. And um, I was able to find things very cheaply or donated and um, use them appropriately. And then 
were you already, did you get handed a bunch of props and things already put in place by the previous person? Or was it like you had to come in a week with a week to go and start from scratch? Well, this, the prop person was already on uh, on the on the show, Jessica Lappin, and she was uh, she was on it. Oh yeah, I I know Jessica. Yeah, she she's great. Yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, there were some things that were not in place, but what she could do at that place, she had, and then we then consulted with me and the director on where we'd go in that last week or so. I mean, mostly what I was I had I had nothing in place for me for the set decoration. I, I had uh, a few locations that they'd already gotten but that's it yeah it was just props were were somewhat ready wardrobe was somewhat ready but it was you know it was all rolling along at the end so it 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 just kind of all rolled into place in time and another thing was just because of this i had to figure out how to um what do you call it Uh, basically figure out what the logistics of everything so like i i wouldn't stress on things that i knew that weren't coming up in for for a couple weeks or three weeks while everybody else around me was stressing because we didn't have everything we needed i was trying to go okay here's what we have now here's what we have then here we'll we'll control what we can now and then we'll have a plan a a plan b and probably a plan c for that thing right right and then and then how big was your team on that first one you said you had a prop master and then what was was it also like a like a set dresser like a you know does designated set dresser did you like what was your team like I had, uh, let's see, a lead uh, and two set dressers, uh, two people on the prop property, uh, yeah, on, on the, in the property department, and an on-set dresser. And so, um, you know, the lead was really almost like a art director at times because we, we'd have to, I'd have to go off somewhere and do something and direct art direct this part, and then they go somewhere else and do the other thing. I just wanted to know what is vital for you to receive as as a production designer from the director at the very beginning of the process. Like, is it just a lookbook? Is it like a list of vital set pieces? Like, what do you, what helps you do your job? Well, a lookbook's nice. Um, I, I I think it's good for a lookbook because to have a lookbook for the director and the producers and people like that because I think they need to have somewhat of an idea where they're going. But as an, when you're doing an independent film, you kind of, um, you don't really know what, what your look's exactly going to be. So from from the director, I need to know, I need character biographies. I need um, the setting. I need ideas of, uh, if they have any ideas of color, you know, what, what, what are going to be the main uh, colors in this film? Is it going to be like browns and earth tones or is it going to be flashy reds and blues? But, ba- you know, the more information I can get on the story... And the the people within the story, that's the best. And the character bios, I mean, is that just like a, uh, you know, like a paragraph or is that like an essay? I prefer essays. But, but that's I, amazing. I never even thought to do that for my production designer. I'm like, this whole world is opening to me because of this. I, I, I To tell the truth, I don't know if other people do it that way. But for me, I like to get into the characters. And if they don't give me those bios I will make up my own and tell them here's what I figured out this person has done um, because I want to know where they went where this person went to school and what their other jobs were and what their uh, mental health outlook is and uh, all these things because when I'm building their home their kitchen what have you I want it to feel like their kitchen not a kitchen and so that's it's just extremely important to me right I don't think I ever gave you the character bios I promised you I feel very bad, but I uh, I pulled it out of you <laughs> in uh, in our uh, talks. Right, so right. I have a. I mean, um, we talked about you know from this point that happens in their life. What did these two guys do differently? Right. Because, yeah, we did talk about that. And what did they do before the same? Because right, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's quite a you know very messy from my point when I come in, and and, it, and the more clarity I can get on these people and the story, the better it is. Right, right. Yeah, I think I, I, the thing is that's annoying me is I think I actually do have bios written from the characters from like way, way back when I was writing the first few drafts of the script. I just had to dig them up and send them to you, you know, but, um, you know, I I think, yeah, I mean, you're, you're good now, huh? I'm pretty good. (laughs) I think there's, I think that some stuff will come up when I, uh, talk about the bedrooms a little bit more with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. The bedrooms indeed. 
Um, so let's see. So you did that first movie and then you, so you've done 11 movies as a production designer mm-hmm. and that was in a pretty short amount of time. That's some from what, like 2015 to now, basically. Um, for, uh, yeah, it's been five years, maybe six. Wow. And so how the heck do you production design 11 movies in that time? And like, so how, and how do you get them? Is it all with the same team? Like all like 11 of them, or was it just most of them with the same people? Like, how did it come about? Um, most of them with the same people. Yeah. They would come around every year for a few years there. And, um, I would, I would, you know, they just call me up and say, Hey, you want to do another movie? But I also got in on a couple other films. Um, one was unleashed. Oh yeah. And the other one was uh, more recent called you can't say no with, uh, Peter Fonda. Oh, nice. Is that one out yet? It is on, um, I believe it's on Amazon now. Okay. Yeah. I just watched Unleashed for the first time like a few uh, weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was fun. It was silly, you know? It's a fun, silly movie. It's yeah, very I, silly. Finn's, Finn was just a very jolly dude. I liked him a lot. Nice. The director. But uh, yeah, I just, you know, I think on Unleashed, he heard that I'd been on uh, Fruitvale Station and that's kind of got, and Jessica was on Unleashed. So it just kind of happened, you know, we went again. But I think he might have thought that I production design Unleashed, but I I just didn't correct him. <laughs> I oh, mean, I meant Fruitvale. Fruit fruit yeah, fruit yeah I mean, right, right. I mean, right. I think he, he thought I did Fruitvale Station as production designer, but I was actually on set dresser. Either way, I enjoyed it. It was a good experience. It was my first sit, sitcom, not sitcom, rom-com. Rom-com, right. And then, but having done American Wrestler and how many other movies had you done at that point? Had you done like two or three of these, you know, other movies? No, it was American Wrestler and then Unleashed uh, pretty, uh, pretty quickly. So um, American Wrestler didn't help you get Unleashed then. It was only because your affiliation with Fruitvale Station, basically. Uh, that, Jessica Lappin, and I think also just the fact that I had done a movie. As a production designer. Right. Oh, Liz, you got a question. You go. Well, I wanted to delve into the economics of being a production designer at in Bay Area Features and also just like for a career. But I, I, I'm worried that this might derail us a little bit. So, Ulrich, you... You let us know if we can divulge. Well, yeah, before we get to that, that can be the next question. But the the one last question I had was, what did you learn from the production designer on Fruitvale Station that you took into your production design? Oh, Hannah. Hannah, I watched her a lot. Um, She she was, if I asked her a question, she would kind of roll her eyes and and then then answer me, luckily, because... (laughs) I asked a lot of questions and uh, I think what I got from Hannah the most was, was just looking into character and looking into um, the lives of these people, trying to get the, the empathy for characters where you, you were in their, you know, you're in their home. Where did you throw your shoes this morning or whatever? It's just, it's, it was just interesting to me. I think, I think she's the one who really made me think about character quite a bit. I think that's so amazing and, and something that I have often taken for granted as a director is that I'm often like, oh, my production designer, well, they have, they're in charge of aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And then you forget that they're protecting the characters and protecting the vision, your vision, Ulrich, our vision as filmmakers. Um, so I think that's wonderful. But I also think that like indie film is in trouble right now. Yes. <laughs> and it, have you, and you're very successful. You've done tons of movies. Do you feel like you are making like a solid, you know, rewarding living in this field? Well, solid and rewarding are two different things. Um, I do not feel I'm solid. No, um, not here in San Francisco. Um, there's not a lot of films that are made here, directed by directors here with crews. You know, usually they, they may get a local crew, but they won't get a local production designer. So I don't feel too solid on that. But as far as rewarding goes, yes, um, I, I love to I love film. I love uh, writing. And I feel that in production design, in, in a way, I am writing, helping write these characters, um, fill them out. You are. You are. I'm seeing that much more clearly now. It's really cool. Thank you. So, you know, I, I, uh, I, it's, you know, right now I'm at a kind of a crossroads. So I'm trying to figure out where I'm going next and what I'm going to do. You know, is it time to get an agent? Is it time to move to L.A.? Uh, is it time to work, go towards commercials? I don't know, but trying to figure it out. 
Right. Do you think that you would get more work as a production designer if you moved to Los Angeles? Um, even well, yeah. already done 11 <laughs> movies. It's like you just need to be where they're hiring these people. I, I don't know. I really don't know what my value is uh, to tell the truth um, to to L.A. I think here I'm probably one of the more as far as production designers of films go. I'm one of the more experienced ones in independent film. But I don't know that I have value so much here. And um, there, I'm just unsure. So um, I, it's just uh, Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about L.A. I mean, I, I, lo- I love the people I've met there. I just, it's not my favorite environment. Well, I, I'm with you, and I'm stuck here in the middle of the, the cesspool of Century City, FYI, <laughs> right now. Um, but I also, just one follow-up question to this, like, big picture scenario is, how do like do you feel production designers are valued like i know that sound is always paid for and everyone always like there's no way <laughs> there's no way to find a low budget sound on site sound recordist but i feel like a lot of people in film make compromises in terms of their salaries in order to, to get credits and work on good projects and in terms of the hierarchy of positions on set do you feel like production design is respected well no, but at the same time, I, I when I when I production design, I take what is mine. For me, I I'm up there with the director and the DP, and um, so I will push until I'm told. <laughs> because I mean, it's it, it's I don't feel like the, I think assistant directors have no idea what I do, and they and they 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 don't understand it, and they don't take the time to to learn. Um, at, at you know, always pushing to move on really quickly instead of you know, um, looking at the, at the frame and allowing us to, you know, adjust it. Um, I think when you do it right, people do respect it and then they forget and they're like, oh, well, that's just, anybody can do that. You know, anybody can decorate a place or, uh, move furniture, (laughs) but, uh, they, they, they don't really see what's going on behind the scenes. I mean, art people, we're, we're usually the, we're in there before everybody and then we're in there after everybody. So they don't really see what we do. They 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 go on sets and they have no idea what that what's real or not. Sometimes it's, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, we almost killed our production designer not because we wanted to, but because she was the hardest working person on our set. Like we almost by proxy killed her. And I've um, always just been so indebted to her for Marcy Mount for everything she did on our production. I just wanted to say that I appreciate what y'all do. Well, thank you. I, I do think that sometimes. Uh, the art people do run themselves ragged and it, it it's it's very interesting but I, I find that you know there's a lot of pride a lot of pride because what goes goes up on that screen will be there forever in that frame and uh, to me it's like you know it, it's my work right right up there it's and uh, it's very easy to see what I did or did not do right right um, this is maybe not a good thing to talk about, but I'm just curious. So I, I worked on about seven features as a crew person and every art department that I've ever worked uh, around has always had some level of drama. Um, so I'm just curious, like, is that just because you guys work so hard that it just happens or like you're all put in a, in a small space and you have to work like 18 hours, you know, a day and you're building things and everything's changing last minute and there's just so much to do or is that just the experience I've had on my few movies or is that true? Like, I don't know. I'm just curious. Well, my thought is you got a bunch of artists together. Most of them are in their twenties. Everybody thinks they can do it better than the other person. Um, nobody's quite sure of the vision. They just know what's in front of them, but they're pretty sure they can do it better than everybody else. And, uh, yeah, we work a lot, lot of hours and we're, but, uh, you know, I, I still enjoy it quite a, quite a bit. I love, I love my art people. They're quirky, and um, I'm quirky, so it works out nicely. Yeah. Yeah, nothing against art departments. I just, you know, I was, uh, you know, I have the most fun conversations with different members of the art, art department, like either during or after the shoot, you know, and hearing all the gossip. It's like, whoa, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, and I and I it, sometimes I'll blame myself, but you know I got to step out of it and think. You know, we're 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 working really really hard, and we're exhausting ourselves, and and tempers get frayed. 
Well, that's something across the board for the industry, yeah. right? It's like people are not sleeping enough. They're, the days are too – wait. I mean, I, I just found out that San Francisco does 10-hour days versus LA does 12-hour days from Matt Enlow. But still, I mean, a 10-hour right. day when you're on your feet and you're exhausted <laughs> is just – is no joke. So it all makes sense. But also, it keeps things interesting, right? If, if our department – is bringing some fun drama to set. As long as everyone's safe and healthy, um, I'm in. Bring me into these in these gossip stories. Right. It, you know, it 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 flames creativity. <laughs> so when when you're making doing the production design for a film, what do you find is the most challenging aspect of your job? The challenge, most challenging, I, I guess, getting a proper budget is really always been the most challenging thing. Getting to be able to to politically work yourself or um, practically work yourself into a larger budget. <laughs> I mean, that's for struggling with producers. I, I find that's, that's the biggest thing. Um, but if you have a, another thing more, you know, do you have anything, another, like something like I do practically? I mean, uh, no, I mean, that's, just, that's interesting that that's where you go. Because, I mean, do you feel like on all the movies you've ever worked on that you've never been handed a budget that was um, sufficient, basically, to get done what you've been asked to do? Well, they've all been sufficient because I've, I did the job. So, right. um, which, which really, I think, sometimes comes back and bites me in the ass because they're like, well, Rob did it for 12000 He can do it, this one for 11000 you know. And, right, uh, right. So, no, I, I don't think, I think maybe on one movie, uh, you can't say no with, with uh, Peter Fonda. I had the right budget because we were staying at this place that had, all these antiques and, and, and different things that are already there. So I could just pull from all the, all this, this, this deco that was already there and then just kind of augment it. So that was probably the most efficient budget I ever had. But, uh, generally right. I don't get the budget. No, but, um, I get by, I mean, not get by. I, I, I try to do the better than expected. Well, and also I assume that anticipating how to design a location without the locations being locked Sounds like a massive challenge with every production, like how you deliver it to Ulrich, eight different, um, you know, designs for someone's office, but not knowing what the location of the office is could throw a lot into um, into question. Right. Well, if I don't know the exact location, I don't I try not to diagram anything. I look around and find um, inspiration and pictures of um, things that I think would be in that area or would look similar to it. And then I, I figure out my colors that I can control because usually they'll probably be beige in there, whether I want it or not. And I, I don't have the money to change that. So, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll do things like that so that I know that I have a good concept of what I want in this place. And then when I get the place, then it's a matter of adjusting it and saying, oh, well, toss out that 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 idea. But, you know, I, I'm open to new ideas. I love to collaborate and um, I'm always ready to to jump to something new as long as it fits with, with the vision. Well, speaking of collaboration, your collaboration with Ulrich is coming up on the alternate. And I got it because <laughs> right. I think I'm the most appropriate person to ask this question. Um, why did you jump on board? I jumped on board because I've known Ulrich for a few years and I've, I've, li- I've liked him quite a bit since I first met him. And, uh, and I've done a, <laughs> a short for him called Brother. And he said he, he was working on something and wanted to know if I was interested. And then he sent me the script and I was like, you know, this is probably the best script or, or one of the best scripts I've read, you know, of a movie that's been offered to me. Wow. Thanks, man. You're welcome. I, I, I just believe that I could tell that somebody had put a lot of thought into the story and the characters um, and layers, tried to layer it and make it more complex that is the attempt, <laughs> right? Right. So that that to me, uh, you know, that that real was very appealing. Was there um, like an aspect of when you worked on Brother with me that like helped you feel comfortable in going to do a feature with me? That it just was like kind of a smoother experience, or I mean, I know that wasn't necessarily the smoothest of shoots either, but um, you know, like. Like, were there other factors or? I think that just working with you, I could tell you had a great joy for film and um, that you were pretty easygoing and yet at the same time had a vision. So I was happy that I felt that it would be a good collaboration. And then I, I remember how, how when you I was like watching the 
the filmmaking and then I saw that you were like almost jumping in place when you saw how the, the performance was going in front of you. And I was like, this guy just is in love right now. And this is, you know, I want to be part of this. <laughs> <laughs> so when you said, yeah. So when you said, let's do a longer one, I'm like, well, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Try try to have a positive, uh, you know, uh, energy on set in general. But I, but sometimes I just can't help myself. I get too excited. I'll start hitting people and slapping them on the back. And, <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, you know, like pointing at the frame and they're like, what the hell? <laughs> this guy. I think I think, though, that it makes all the rest of us go, oh, we're so happy that we're helping. We're ha- happy that we're bringing this happiness to you. Oh, that's good. It's really adorable. <laughs> it's all about you, Ulrich. It's all for you. Um, boy. Um, yes. And the film has a portal in it. Is that something that excites you, Rob, or does it freak you out? Or what? Well, what, what about the portal? The portal excites me that I don't have anything to do with it. Because it's, uh, from what I understand, they've already got that technology down. Pat, I'm just worried about the practicalities of the screen. That's what I'm, I'm not, I don't even care about the portal. Right. Except for metaphorically the portal. Right. I mean, well, we already designed it and I mean, it's probably going to get a facelift for the feature. Probably. Um, maybe not. It might be the exact same one that we have, which I, I like the one that we have a lot. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it is really more about the screen and how the actors can interact with the screen that Rob is helping with. Um, which is really, really important because, you know, trying to do as much of the portal stuff practically or, you know, making it as easy on our visual effects artists as possible is really our goal, you know. And uh, I think there's some fun things we can do with the screens that can help that um, make it work well. So when when I came to you with this movie and you saw the numbers of what you were working with, does that change the way that you approach a film when you're presented with like a much lower budget than you normally would be off like? have to work with no not really i mean i, I it does add a point when it comes time to uh get things but uh it, it i i i mean i look i still look at characters i still look at story i still look at all those things and then i i then i think about how can i do this for you know the lowest amount of money and make a, a large impact you know maybe maybe it's if i don't have a lot of money maybe i can throw a few things on the on the set that have uh that pop a bit and that, that would draw your eye. And then you'd think, Oh, they spent a lot of money. <laughs> so, you know, that it's, I, I, the lower budget, it's a challenge. And I, I kind of enjoy it in, in some way because it forces me to, to, uh, compromise and, and to, uh, think outside the box, so to speak. Nice. So when, when I, when you saw this movie, what was the biggest challenge? Was it the, like the same challenge you always face, like trying to stretch the budget or was there like a certain aspect of this film that you feel is going to be the hardest to design? Well, I think it was stretching the budget and, um, using a couple of the same locations as a before and after place to make, to make that convincing to an audience that when they, when they, when they just, when they see this, that first few seconds that they're they don't they're not jarred they they think oh yeah this is real that, that's to me challenging i'm thinking about that quite often actually <laughs> right yeah 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 that's important i think that's something that we, we you know as a filmmaker you always especially doing sci-fi it's like you always want them people to buy into what you've created and what you're putting on screen right and so they feel like it it matches the story it, it put keeps you in the mood it feels organic and it doesn't feel fake, you know, or fit or cheated, you know, feel like in the movies I've worked on before, like some of the things that you struggle against is like when you're in um, a, a set or, or a location and it just doesn't feel like the location that you want it to feel like. Um, and like what you put on screen just doesn't really match the story. It's like, that's the toughest part. So I don't know. That's why I have you, Rob. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah, and I think also my job would be to say, you know, to to point out the limitations of these sets too. At the, at the, you know, when we get to it, like right. you know, it, it would be really best if you did not shoot in this direction, or right, right, exactly. <laughs> or what have you? So I mean, it's it, it, you know, having such a low budget, it it, it just makes me. Uh, I just have to keep thinking of possibilities. You know, I feel almost like a general trying to, you know, fight a war. 
it is a war. It's a horrible war, uh, the war of film. Yeah. Um, in terms of, you're in prep, you're, you guys are going to shoot this film soon, and I, I assume you're anticipating a response to the film, or at least you're hoping to evoke some some sort of emotional response from the audience with the work that you put in, Rob. And mm-hmm. I guess what I'm curious is, like, as you picture and envision this film being thrown out into the world and being received, what are you, what are you hoping for? As as far as audience reception, what they what they would yeah reception of your work and of the film as well, as a whole. Uh, I hope that they they just take it as a movie. They don't go look at it as a low budget film or a uh, you know uh, independent or whatever, and they just take it as a film. That they nothing about the presentation distracts from that such as my work. I hope they see no seams. <laughs> um, I, I think that, you know, as, as far as my work, I just want them to not notice it so much that they would more just feel, you know, that they don't even think about it. This just makes sense. This just makes sense that I see this house right now and it looks just like this. That's That to me would be very rewarding. So, you know, you told me off mic that you'd production designed a movie on your own once and that it was a tough experience and that you didn't feel that like it's the best way to make a movie and that it's not the best way to build a set, you know, because there's just things that'll get, um, you know, like what you mean, uh, I production. Is, yeah. Like, you mean I, I was an onset dresser or, Oh, well, did you, well, so have you ever production designed a movie by yourself or have you always had a team? I always have a team, but it's not always the same team throughout the full shoot because the, you know, people have to go right, out and make right. a living in a, it's, it's kind of ragtag at some points. I feel like I'm doing it myself, but really I'm not, I've never, I've never really done it by myself except for like <laughs> short films. Short oh, okay. Films. Okay. Well, I guess then, well, that's the question is like, do you feel like, you know, that's something that production designers should be doing when they're getting started? Like, should they take on movies on their own or no, no. So you think like, I think it's disrespectful to them. Interesting. I, I think that, that, that they should take on short films by their on their own or with one other person. Basically, right. I think you should always have at least two people, <laughs> one person on set and one person offset, so that, that the person offset can anticipate and move forth and get things ready for the next set, at least that on, on a short film. But um, on a feature, you should have a team that's ahead and a team that's on set at the very least. Right. So you don't think that like when you're getting started and you're, you know, production design, your first movie, that it's like an okay load to put on yourself to, to just take it, take that on and make it happen. Because I mean, there's so many features that probably wouldn't have an art department if they had to have more than one person, you know, just because the budgets are so low, you know. To me, it's like you should insist on getting a team because the, the, the cameraman, the cinematographer is not doing it all by himself and the the director is not doing it all by himself. And I, I, that's kind of where I am. Now, in practicality, if you, if, you know, you do what you got to do and you, you, you know, if, if that's all you can get, then do it. Um, if you feel, you know, but, uh, that you're up to it because it's going to be, you know, 15, 16 hour days and you're going to, your hair is going to fall out and you're going right. to gain weight and it's, <laughs> and it's going to be, and you're going to be cranky right. and mean and your hair. Oh, you're gonna, or you're going to lose weight. I don't know. There's all kinds of things that have happened. Yeah, but it, <laughs> right. it's, uh, it's stressful right, right, enough right. with a good team and a low budget. Uh, it, now, if you right. did a movie where it's like one room, um, yeah, yeah, that could, that could possibly work with right. like three props. Yeah, no, it's just something I think about a lot. We we had another production designer, uh, you know, Liz's production designer for Speed of Life. Marcy, my production designer, did it, um, designed the whole film herself. She had an art director who was her boyfriend at the time. And we had a few volunteer PAs every now and then. And it was a time travel movie uh, with multiple locations, but one shooting location, uh, you know, a house. So, uh, and she, as I said, she like really overworked herself. So I totally am on board with what you're saying. Like wonderful production designers, like she's, she's one in a million, but, um, maybe, maybe next time. Well, it's interesting. Cause like we, I asked her the same exact questions that I just asked you and, you know, uh, she was sort of saying that like, you know, if you are in a situation where you, this is your first movie and you're taking it on like that. She says like, yeah, you can, you know, if you feel like you can get it done and you feel confident in what you're being asked for, 
you can do it, but you're just going to need help from the team. And that's one of the things that we, we should also remind or mention again is that Marcy had lots of help from her, from your production team, Liz. Like she talked about a specific producer who was there a lot helping Marcy move things. Pardis. Yeah. Pardis is a hero. Yeah. So it wasn't like she was all alone, all alone. But I mean, she was the only person in our department. She just had assistance from, you know, production and such, you know, as needed. Right. Well, that's a bit different, but I love production assistants. They have come and saved my bacon more than once. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's just this thing I think about, right? Like, because, you know, we're thinking about the future of independent film and the future of, you know, making movies on low budgets. And it's like, you know, like you're just always going to have less to work with or not that much to work with in your budgets as the way that I see things going now, basically. So it's like coming up with solutions on how to make movies and, you know, having to do a one person art department is a way that you can save a lot of, of a budget, you know, um, or not having an art department at all and just doing it yourself, which is another thing that a lot of people do. But, but it shows in their end product. <laughs> right. Of course. I mean, they, they think it looks fine, right. but I'll tell you what, it doesn't. I mean, it really doesn't. You, I mean, people don't know what's wrong when they look at a set that's not done right, but they know it's wrong. They can feel it. Right. And then later they're like, that something was off on that, or that looked a little cheap. But they don't really know why, but they can tell. And that's, you don't want your audience doing that. I, I, so to me, it's like, you know, spend a little bit less on camera and give that to art. <laughs> Oh, they would say the same thing. They would say, "Give take money away from our department and give it to camera. And they're getting it. Right. In my film, they're both equally deprived, is how I feel. Well, good. I think that's fair. I know you're a filmmaker as well, Rob, and I, I guess I'd like to hear just a little bit about that before before we um, close up shop here. Oh, um, my directing? My own directing? Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I... I've directed a documentary called Donut Shop um, that I sent out to a few festivals. It's a it's about a donut shop, um, <laughs> yeah. but it's the, <laughs> the person who. <laughs> so the person who owns it though is is Cambodian, and he survived the uh, the Khmer Rouge genocide. So it's a little bit more than just a donut shop, but it is about a donut shop, and it, you know. So that was my short. That it's still kind of going around, but I'm I'm gonna probably put that on some kind of streaming service. And I have uh, I have a picture lock on a narrative I just finished nice. called uh, Tough Guys Forget um, about a man who has to take care of his father who has uh, dementia and post-traumatic stress disorder and is abusive. So it's a little bit of a left turn. And, uh, <laughs> so that, that's I'm, I'm excited about getting that one done. It's been sitting around for a while because when I was production designing, I couldn't really put any time into it. Um, and, you know, and other than that, I'm trying to work on writing a few screenplays, um, for a feature. And, uh, I directed a couple of music videos for, for my friend Laz. Rob, I, this might be a weird thing to just acknowledge, but when I asked you about your film, you like, I could tell you physically leaned forward into the mic and your energy <laughs> <You're> level <right. laughs> changed completely. And I'm just saying, I really, I want you to work on the alternate and I want you to be happy and have a day job. But I also, it sounds <laughs> like, it sounds like your heart's really in directing and I, can you comment on that right. at all? <laughs> uh, well, you are, you are, uh, you are astute. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. I, I, my heart is in writing and directing. Um, that's part of why I, the production designing helps me. I mean, to me, it kind of helped. I write, I'm able to write through that, create. Um, and, uh, but I, yeah, I, I love to write and direct. Uh, and, um, yeah, that's something that I'm, I'm, I'm also going at, you know, I have a few tracks going on right now. Nice. And what do you take from your work in the art department, bringing into your own films? Is it like, do you make sure that you have a big art department, you know, that you you work with when you're making your shorts or do you kind of do it yourself? Like, how do you handle that? Well, on, on the, the, the music videos, um, I one, I had an assistant and the other one, I just um, went around in different locations in Oakland. I shot I shot these with iPhones, these the two music videos because of my, you know, my thing about about cameras. Um, but uh as far as uh, like on Tough Guys Forget, it was a black and white film. So I had to 
Uh, I production designed it because, and I, I did wardrobe and all that it, it, because I had to uh, control the tones. And then I had an onset dresser who I used for my other features, Mickey, Mickey uh, Hortensio Rodriguez. And she, I trust her very much. And we have a good um, communication. Oh, nice. And so she would be my on set and we would talk about stuff. And then I would go talk to the actors for a while while she did her thing. And then when we got to the set, I would look at it and and tell her what I wanted adjusted. And then uh, we would go to it. So I, I think that I just I, I, I made just right. made sure that when I was um, doing this, that, that so that we made sure that the art was at the same level right, right. as camera. So that's when you're really directing, what direct, what's your hardest, uh, what's the hardest, I don't want it to be biggest above, challenge you have to overcome to when you're approaching a, a film that you're directing? Um, I'm introverted, so it's kind of hard sometimes <laughs> to talk to people. But um, the more I push myself out of that comfort zone, the, the better it is. I think uh, it's very hard to figure out how to exactly work with actors. Um and I find that, you know, trying to use empathy and, and uh, you know, uh, just try to just put myself in their shoes a bit helps a lot. But, I, I, you know, I think working with actors is quite a challenge for me. Right. Yeah, I mean, I feel like every actor is different. That's one of the things that, you know, like I've learned is that, you know, you work one way with one actor, but then another actor wants to be worked with in a different way, you know? And so you just have to sort of figure out the best way to work with each actor that you work with, you know? You're, you're absolutely right. You have to listen to, to the people you're working with, especially when it's the actor, because they're like, I mean, they're the most important thing up there. Right. I used to think that's like, okay, I'm going to learn the way to work with actors and then I'll know. And then that's the way I'll work, I'll work with actors. And then it was like, I, after making a few things, you're just like, no, that's not, it's not, it's not what it, how it's going to be, man. You got to <laughs> just, you got to adapt to, you yeah. know, each different actor. Um, right. This person digs this, this person digs that. Right, right. So uh, we got to wrap it up. But first off, where can people find your work, your your directing work? Like, is there like a trailer out for any of these movies? Like, are, I guess they're not online yet, but uh, is there a place people can go and, and see what you've done? Donut Shop is not out. As far as the music videos, I believe they're on my YouTube channel, which is probably nice. under Robert Uter or something. Um, and then there's like one er very, very early short I did there about secret agents. which <laughs> <laughs> is It's just so stupid, but I, I, I like it. So I threw it up there. Um, and I believe that the teaser trailer for um, for uh, Tough Guys Forget is on there, too. Oh, nice. Uh, if not, it's on Vimeo. Um, yeah. That, Donut Shop's not up anywhere yet, but it, it will be. I got to get it uh, closed captioned. I hear that's my last step for that thing. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, uh, I remember watching the trailer for, uh, you know, uh, Tough Guys Forget. Um, but, uh, you know... It, uh, I thought I wasn't sure if it was live or something you sent to me privately or not, but, uh, but it was really good. I was really excited to see it, you know? Well, um, thank you. That was probably like two or three years ago. <laughs> probably. Probably. I'm like, uh, yeah, it's, I'm learning as I'm going. Right. As, as we all are. Um, right. so, uh, so then where can people find your production design work? If they want to check out your work as a production designer, where should people go? Well, we can go to robberyuda.com, which is. Uh, my website, which has all my stuff on there, um, at least pick um, some trailers and uh, photos from all the different movies. And uh, I believe some of these movies like Dirt and uh, American Wrestler are on uh, uh, available for streaming. Some of these movies that I've made, the um, about six of them or so are on different streaming platforms. If you go to IMDb. You'll find the list there, too. Yeah, I just finished uh, making my documentary about uh, it's like one of my documentary series videos about the making of the alternate. And it, I released yours yesterday as we're recording this. Mm -hmm. So I did some research, went onto your website, found some photos. I don't know if I included many of them into the actual video, but I got, I got the trailers for your films and threw those in there. So, uh, you, people could see your previous work, um, you know, as you talk about it. Well, thank you. But yeah. And then for people who haven't seen that video yet, you should go to the alternate, um, Facebook page, um, or, uh, seed and spark. And you could, you guys can see that video, uh, with, with Rob talking about all his work. Cause I think this will be out while the crowdfunding campaign is still alive, which is very exciting. Um, 
And then, uh, yeah, uh, any Twitter, social media, anything like that for you? I'm just an Instagram guy. I love it, but I don't put much of my work up there. It's more just uh, photographs of impressions of San Francisco or and wherever I am. Um, nice. But no, I'm not a Twitter tweeter. Not a Twitter no. tweeter? <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, Liz is a, the best Twitter tweeter I know, or one of the best Twitter tweeters. I don't have that many followers, but that's very nice. I know, <laughs> but your your tweets make me smile oh. every time I read them. You know, <laughs> and so as far as like going to, I don't really go to Twitter that often, but like I'll go there to read a, a Liz Manishel tweet. You know, <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, and like yeah. it usually. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, guys, that was, uh, really, really fun. Thank you so much for an awesome episode. I'll probably talk about it in the front of the episode. I'll just drop it in. But, you know, if you haven't yet, you should go check out, uh, the alternate Seed and Spark, um, at seedandspark.com slash fun slash the alternate support us. If you can help us make this movie, help Rob get the budget he needs. I don't to think do that's going to happen. Help him, <laughs> help him beat camera um, in, in terms of fundraising. Help him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, good. Well, the, the the thing, we're getting a lot of donations for camera, which is really nice. So, uh, you know, but luck, unfortunately, we can't really get the same kind of donations for uh, sets, uh, sadly. Although we are getting some donations, which is really getting. We are getting. I mean, we probably raised. I mean, to co- what we've gotten so far would probably cost us a few thousand to rent. Yeah. Yeah. My, my cousin's uh, letting me borrow three or four of his pinball machines, which is very, very nice of him. Um so that's that's upping our budget right there. Um, and then uh, we were on the Just Shoot It show recently, and they reminded us that we don't ask for questions anymore, although I thought that everyone knows that we want questions. But we do want questions. So if you have a question for Liz or I or anyone um, who, you know, not anyone who's been on the show, but for Liz or I, we'll try to answer them um, as best we can. And then if we have a guest, we'll have the guest answer the question, too, if it's a good one. And then you can also check out our website at makingmoviesishard.com where you can find links to the things we talked about in this episode, including all of Rob's past work, his website, his movie trailers, all that stuff. If you want to get in contact with us, you can send an email to podcast at makingmoviesishard.com or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at podcast. I am Ulrich B on Twitter and Instagram, and Liz is? Liz Manischel on all platforms nationwide. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, if you like the show, uh, you can tell a friend. That's super helpful. You can spread it out on all the social media platforms. But the other thing that's really great to do is to leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher and tell Liz how she's doing. Give her a report card. Is she a new good uh, co-host or is she, uh, you know, um, blowing me out of the water completely and we need to have double Liz on the show and no more Ulrich? Like, let's, uh, let's hear how it's going as long as Liz is comfortable with that, which... I think she probably is. Thanks, uh, thanks, Rob, for a great episode, man. I really appreciate it, dude. Hey, thank you. It was fun, and tell Liz that I enjoyed it. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week.